This show is sponsored by the wonderful people at RoosterCamisa.com, home of Portuguese-inspired products. They have clothing, accessories, home goods, and all your Portuguese needs for all your Portuguese problems. Go to RoosterCamisa.com and use the promo code CABSHOW19. That's C-A-B-S-H-O-W-1-9. Rooster Camisa, home of Portuguese-inspired products. everybody to a new fantastic episode of Calabolca, the show where we talk about Portuguese one thing at a time. <laughs> Portuguese general. <laughs> Portuguese. Right. Where we talk Portugal in Portuguese. To my left, give him a big round of applause because it's Luis Rebello. Oh, thanks, Manuel. I'm not clapping for you. Who are you clapping for then? That definitely wasn't me clapping. I think that was. Nope. And give him a standing ovation because he deserves an encore. It's Manuel Correa. <sighs> And the devil comes out. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. (laughs) How you guys do? Definitely full crowd. Very good. (laughs) I'm good. You're good. That's it. Um, No, I'm doing okay. I mean, everything's on fire, but everything is on fire. Yep. How are you doing, buddy? I'm all right. Everything's on fire. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying some new uh, dietary tactics. Oh yeah, I saw you were eating chips. Oh, chips. Well, it was <laughs> cauliflower crackers, yeah. Chips. I mean, I guess that counts. What's your new dietary tactic? Um, so I've, I read this book. It's called Nerd. The Obesity Code by Dr. Jason Fung. Okay. Uh, and he kind of goes over like, because he's a, he's a doctor that deals with like obesity patient, patients who are like on the verge of getting diabetes or who have diabetes. It's like morbid, okay. Yeah, morbidly, not morbidly obese, yeah, yeah, but like yeah, people yeah. on the obese yeah, yeah, line yeah. With, with other underlying health issues. Um, so he pretty much makes the statement of like a lot of the myths that you hear for like dietary nutritional (laughs) things to lose weight Uh don't actually work like eating less calories eating specific types of food Uh, he says a lot of people put a lot of focus on like what they should eat but they don't really talk about when they eat Mm. uh, or when they should eat Uh, so he brings up a whole bunch of like um, studies um, over like the past few decades to say that it's like now we're just eating more often not necessarily more, but like more often. Okay. And that causes um, your insulin to go up. And insulin is really the cause of obesity and yeah, weight yeah. gain. So it, it's a, like a 10-hour read or 10-hour oh. listen. Okay. Um, That's not bad. It, no, it's not as far as books goes. Uh, he's very repetitive, but it makes a lot of sense. So one of the things he talks about is like eat three times a day until you're satisfied. And that's pretty much it. Don't worry about like what so much as as much as when what is it what do you mean like any time of so you eat so he says you you have a fasting period and feasting periods throughout your day so he's like 12 a 12 12 split is what people used to do back in like the 50s they would wake up they'd eat at six or five and they'd have dinner at five or six and then they wouldn't eat for the rest of the day so they would eat breakfast lunch and dinner and that was all they all the times that they would eat in those windows, and that was it. Yeah, I've heard about that whole like window thing. Yeah, like, like intermittent fasting. Kind well, of it's sort of well thing. more so in the way that you sh- like you shouldn't eat after a certain time period. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. So he essentially says it's like you don't want to be f- once you start eating, you're in feast mode, which your body is using the food that you're eating as uh, your energy supply, yeah. uh, and then when you're fasting. Your body is using the internal fat stores as your energy supply. So he says, 
from when you eat to when you stop eating, that needs to be equal to or less than the times you are not eating. Interesting. So right now I'm doing a, I think it's a, I was doing a 16-8. I'm not doing an 18-6. So 18 fasting, 6 eating. Interesting. So I had breakfast at 12. I ate my lunch right now at 3 real quickly and then I'll have dinner at 6. Okay, so I gotcha. Which would then put me on, yeah, yeah, on yeah. fast until yeah. 12. To and it's day. been pretty good. I've, so. I've got like blood glucose strips and I've been testing just to make sure that like I'm not doing something stupidly unhealthy. <laughs> uh, and I'm in range, so I'm good. Uh, I've lost four pounds in the last week. Okay. So I don't know. Cool. We'll, we'll see what happens. I feel pretty good. Yeah. I don't feel like sluggish and gross. You That's know? good, yeah. Fascinating stuff right off the top. Yeah. You didn't know this was a nutrition podcast, did you, Manuel? No, no. I definitely thought we were just going to talk about Portugal. <laughs> Portugal. Portuguese. Portuguese. <laughs> All right, I got an icebreaker. Uh, quick, I think the quick ice one. has been broke. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, quick icebreaker. Uh, what cartoon character were you inexplicably afraid of as a child? Okay, um, easy. Uh, do you know where, what show I'm going to go to? I have, a, I have a guess. Does it involve a dog? Yes, it does. It's, of course. It's Curse the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> So there was one episode. Oh man, I knew that answer. Like, like you say that, and I was like, ah, oh, nothing, nothing. And then it just popped into mm. my brain. Um, and it's the episode, and it's not one of the typical ones you see because I've seen like these threads come up on Twitter and whatnot. People were talking about like how insanely creepy Curse the Cowardly Dog was. Yeah, and we're just watching it at like eight-year-old kids and whatnot. Yeah. It was an episode where um, a cat. Um, like a humanoid cat was staying at the house, and I think it was a two-parter. And she had this creepy ass big mask. Oh, and yeah, like I know the, what you're talking about. Yeah, yes. and she <laughs> never takes off the mask, and it's a whole thing that you don't see her face, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you do. Like I remember that being so terrifying as a kid. Like I think I only ever like watched that episode like when I was older. Like yeah. much like that one, the horror episode of Boy Meets, Meets World. World. Yeah, I only saw it was later on in life. Yep, that, yep. I don't know why, because I don't think like going back, it's not in like inherently scary but like that shit really messed me up for a while because there's there's a bunch of scary ones in that show there's tons because mine is also cursed okay. Dog. it's the one where eustace steals the slab yes, from the, thing, the slab. and the, this is his mummy dude he's like return the slab and he's just all ghost like yeah, and whatever the, and i'm like fuck this episode like the, i would watch it from like behind the couch <laughs> and i'm like no the most off-putting apart are you sure? I thought your shorts were inside out for a second. Sorry. Oh. The most I think the 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 off-putting part about that is that like the the animation is like for the show is very standard, right? It's your kind of standard cartoon. But the the weird ghost mummy is like, like this weird 3D 3D cut yeah. thing. It like it makes it a whole other level of off-putting. And yeah. like I know that's definitely one up one of them up there. Mm-hmm. For, what about you, dude? Um, all of the humans in Invaders in. Because they were oh. all disgusting. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. They're just the, the designs, huh? Yeah. They're, they're all like really all, gross. They're just all gross. I'm not, I'm vaguely seeing that in my head, um, but I don't remember too much. Yeah. No, that's, no. okay, that's a pretty good one. Um, I haven't, I don't remember watching Invaders M too often when I was younger. It I wasn't one of it. my favorites. I watched it. It was good. I, yeah, okay. It was good, except for all the gross ones. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna play a quick game. Uh, I want you to see. Well, I want we're to see. Just smashing through the ice right now. Oh, well, no, no, no. The ice is, is gone. Clouded. This is this is to for the episode for episode six. So, any guesses on what topic we're talking about based on the intros I gave you? Guys? You just said episode six. So, wait. I I admit, what did you say? Say that again. 
any guesses on what the episode is based on the topics or the introductions I gave you guys? And yeah, we're doing a game show. Yeah, this is a game show. And then if you guys can't guess it, I want guesses. And then I'm, I'm going to go hit you guys with some facts or some uh, tidbits of information. And uh, we'll go a couple rounds to see if you guys can guess it. If not, then I'll just say what it is. Okay. So do we have to like slap the table? or this is No, death? no, no. I just want to guess. Just go ahead and guess. Like, wait, it's, it's some sort of... Shouldn't we be like competing against each other? Is it about some sort of award show? No. No, no, no. No, we're just doing a game show. A game show right now? Yeah. The topic is a game show? Yeah, is that what the topic is? No, no, no. Oh. No, no. I just want guesses. Like, to see who, yeah, you guys can compete against each other. That's fine. However you guys want to do it. I just want to see who can guess. We're just guessing what the show is based on what you introduced. Based on what, yeah, and if it's you guys can't clapping. get it, if you guys can't get it, then I'll slowly leak out some information okay. to see if you guys can get it's it. It's about right. Portuguese audiences? Kind of, sort of. Uh, I mean, the audiences it, are involved uh, as a, like, a corollary. It's about the devil? No. <laughs> <laughs> um... Performances of some sort. I'm going uh, as vague as possible. Sure, sure. I mean, I guess performances are also part of All right, a corollary. We, I think we're ready for our first hint. No, Manuel no, no. gets one more guess. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, our special guest today is Lucifer. <laughs> no. Really holding on to that whole. <laughs> well, he said the devil thing, so I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. Uh, let me find a good one. Oh boy. This definitely doesn't seem like an episode Joseph realized he was doing four hours ago. Uh, his birth sign is Gemini. <laughs> oh, it's about a person. It's about a person. Is it about Joey? It's not about Joey. <laughs> Gemini is Gemini. what month? Oh, Gemini. Gemini is June. June. Because I think my sister is Gemini. Yeah, my dad's Gemini. Okay, to okay. be more specific, his birth date is June 4th. Okay, it's not 1950. About, it's not about Adrian, who okay. was born on June 2nd also. It's not about my dad. <laughs> um... <laughs> Famous person, correct? Famous person. Keanu Reeves? No. Is it? That'd be a good one. It's, uh, is it someone we've talked about before? We have talked about before. Um, are they famous for music and entertainment? Yes. Is it Bono? Bono. <laughs> no, it's not Bono. Um, have we, is it, um, is it what's his name? The patron saint of the show? Josh Palmas? It is Josh <laughs> Palmas, everybody. Oh my God. We are talking about Josh Palmas. Yeah, it only took four years for us to get here. It hasn't come up in here. forever. And I honestly don't know anything about Go back about up to it. episode three. That's where we That's first where we mentioned oh, because Josh Palmas. We couldn't think of. You couldn't think of. I couldn't think couldn't of. Think and of I can't think either. of him right now. Josh Palma. Zemilua. <laughs> um, no, that's Josh the episode. No. Oh, Mark Paul. Mark Paul. We thank you very much. The, the concert we saw was Mark Paul, and you kept arguing Josh that it was Palmas. Josh Palma. And I was like, I've never heard of this person till right now. <laughs> yeah. So, George. Oh, the applause. The applause. Oh, he's, a, he's an audience. And give him an I encore. I said clapping. Yeah, no, I know. Ah. Give him an encore. Oh, my God. Josh. All right. Good old uh, George Claps. George Clapp. George Manuel de Abril Palma, known as George Palma, was born June 4th, 1950. Oh, I definitely thought Palma was Portugal. a stage name. And is, I thought it was plural. No, it's just one Palma. One clap. Yep. Is a Portuguese singer and songwriter. Early life and career. At the age of six, Palma went to learn the piano and to read. At six. Read music, music. or just in general? <laughs> just words. To read. I mean... <laughs> If he, went, he went to go. That, those are two very odd things to learn at the same time. Yeah. Unless it's music. I'm assuming music. it's music. I mean, that's about the time you're learning to read. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And he was eight years old when he performed his first piano audition for the Portuguese National Conservatory. Wow. That's yep. crazy. So we're going to go through uh, his early life quick, then get into his career. Um, so in 1963, at age 13, Palma finished uh, second in a musical contest in Mallorca, Spain. And at the same time, he, con- he was continuing his studies at Camões High School and uh, Abranch. I have did, no idea what that is. Did Mark Paul come in first? Uh, probably. Oh, okay, always beating him to always the punch. Him. Uh, the next year, 1964, marked a turning point in Palma's musical style. After leaving his classical influ- influences, he started to play rock and roll and taught himself how to play guitar. Oh. In 69, he joined nice. the hard rock band Sindicato, which uh, is spelled S-I-N-D-I-K-A-T-O. Sorry. Okay. So syndicated in Portuguese, but with a funky spelling. Uh, while continuing his studies in the Faculty of Sciences at the University of Lisbon, being in the band gave him an opportunity to play. Wait, in the, say that again. He was doing. He was. Uh, it w- he was studying science oh. at the University of Lisbon. Interesting. Yeah. But he seems to be a somewhat musical prodigy on the side. Yeah. Well, six years old at a yeah. as a musician or learning piano. Yeah. Like that's very impressive. Yeah. What's your youngest? Uh, Four. Oh. And he's, he's freaking amazing. Oh. When he actually pays attention, he does very, very well. Um, he, he's, about to, he's about halfway through book number two, and I have eight-year-olds. Potter series? No, of oh. our piano series. Cool. And I have about eight-year-olds who are, like, struggling with book one. I mean, it like, happens. Oh, come on, guys. It's not that hard. Like, <laughs> Be like four-year-old George Palmer here. Yeah. Excuse me. Being in the band gave him the opportunity to play in the very first edition of the Vilar dos Mors Festival in 1971. And in that same year, aided by some friends such as Hong... Rong... Is that Hong, two? Are you trying to... Okay. R-A-O with a little squiggly over the A. R-A-O. Hong. Hong. Yeah. Hong Kai. Hong Kai. He falls. Zhuang Mao. <laughs> Bad John. Hui Cardoso. That's just a name. And Vitor Mamed. Okay. He's uh, afraid, but he's stuttering. He's afraid. <laughs> <laughs> he began to write lyrics and compose songs. And in the end, he recorded with Sindicato an album with a single and an album of covers. An album with a single. <laughs> what are you pointing at? And an wow. album of covers. Just trying to remember who does the new music minute. It's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I you would like, do it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, sure. Can you re- you, I think you corrected yourself. So he released an album... With, with covers a and a single. Yeah. Okay. You said a, yeah. a, at first you said an album with a single, and I was like, "That's just a this song." This is a song. <laughs> this like is the same song ten times. Yeah. <laughs> they had to pay for like all the engravings. Like, might as well get our yeah, money's worth. Might as well. You pay for one, pay for ten. It's the same. It like. should all be t- the ten of the same songs, but every every one is a little bit different, and you have to find out what's different. It's just in a different key. Or, oh God. <laughs> I say like one instrument's different, or they take out an instrument. Ah, nice. This one has a harmonica now. <laughs> Uh, to avoid conscription in the Portuguese colonial war in Portugal's overseas territories, Jorge Palma dropped out of university and went to Denmark with his wife, oh. Gisela Brand, wow. where he lived from 1973 to 74 as a political refugee. Interesting. In hmm. Denmark, he got a job at a hotel and presented some of his musical works through radio broadcast. After the Carnation Revolution, uh, Palma returned home. So that's the early early times of, of Jorge Palma. Wow, that's a lot going on so i mean so early on but yeah interesting so his first albums so josh palma's uh, solo career started with the release of the single the nine billion names of god that based, sounds badass uh, yeah it was based on a short story 
of the same name by Arthur C. Clarke with lyrics in the English language. After that, he spent some time improving his writing skills in in the Portuguese language with the famous poet and lyricist José Carlos dos Santos. His first LP named Gunga Viaging the Palma de Mong, yeah, interesting, Beautiful. was released in 1975. Okay, I was going to ask what year are we in, but yep. okay. And it was a uh, progressive rock uh, influenced by Yes, Genesis, and Gentle Giant. Yes, Genesis is the name? Yes, comma, Genesis, comma, and Gentle Giant. Oh, so those are three different things. Yeah, those I've never heard of I'm, Yes. I've never heard of Yes. Yeah. Actually, I feel like I might have. I don't know. Let me look something up. Yeah, go for it. In 1977, he released his second album, Tija, album, uh, the album that made him play abroad. Um, it launched his, career, his touring career okay. in Spain and Brazil. And Palma spent the following years, 78 and 79, in France, uh, where he performed at several bars, playing songs of some major names of musical panorama, such as Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, Paul Simon, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and others. So Crosby, <laughs> Stills, and Nash, gotcha. and others. So he's still doing a lot of covers yeah. in between. He's or... trying to like figure himself out. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, covers <laughs> are fun. Yeah, they are. No one yeah. knows you, no Josh, <laughs> but everyone knows and And you can do Paul like... Simon. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one you want. Um, and like, I feel like a lot of artists can hear a song and be like, I, I'm inspired by that, and this is my kind oh, of yeah. version of that. Okay. You good there? Is this yes? I don't. I don't think I've heard it. It, it just like sounds like regular progressive rock. Yeah. <laughs> I do not know this song. You two are losers. It's called Owner of a Lonely Heart. Oh, why didn't you say that? I wanted Owner you guys to guess. Owner of a Lonely Heart. Yeah, it's that one. Yes. Uh, why didn't nope. you just say that? Nope. Over my head. You know it. I don't know okay. that song. He's not the owner yes. of a Lonely Heart. Please. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he returned to Portugal in 1979 and recorded and released his third album named Qualquer Cosa Pa Musica. Qualquer Cosa Pa Musica. Anything uh, Followed by live concerts alone or with the group Ubandu. Very clever name. Yep. <laughs> nice. Uh, in the early 80s, he traveled to Paris, only returning in 82 to finish th- the recording of his fourth album, Act Continuo. Uh, uh, the album was first meant to be a live album, but due to some technical difficulties, was recorded in the studio. In 83, when Palma was about to restart his musical studies, uh, which he would then finish in 86, his first son, Vicente, was born. Oh. In the next year, Palma recorded his fifth album. Man, he's just turning out albums. Yeah. Asa Jipenish. So who who was the guy that we was it Jemelio who was just like year after year, like at minimum one album? Yeah. Yeah. Jemelio, Kim Bahadur, same uh, thing. Josh Fahed. Josh Fahed. Yeah. yeah. Um I feel like this guy started strong started off strong with his album names and then it hasn't it's just been a decline though. Yeah. <clears throat> um where was I at? Um, as you finish, where did I lose? Uh, as you finish, where he included a song dedicated to Vicent named uh, Cas- C- Caster. What? It says Beaver in quotes, in, in parentheses. Wait. I don't know what oh, that means. What was... Th- what I was think it? that's the song dedicated to Vincent. But what was it called? Caster. Caster. Beaver. And then there's Beaver. In parentheses. Yeah. So, Castor, is that a Beaver? I Sounds like it. I have no idea. I, my phone is dead. Oh. Uh. I cannot look it up. In the same year, he performed in Portugal, France, and Italy, sometimes playing in the streets. Like? Uh, like street performer. 
Okay. Like um, that seems odd. Is I feel like is he not doing well? I don't know. I think he's doing fine. Because there's like I'll, I'll get to that in, in a bit, like okay. his net worth and whatnot. It seems odd to be doing that unless he's doing that. He's as probably like just a doing very, it for fun, or like because yeah. you perform at night, like big concerts. Yeah, like, and what are you doing during the rest off. of the day? Yeah. yeah, okay. Just play, make some extra cash. In '85, Palmer released one of the most acclaimed albums of his career, uh, named "Ulad Wichad the Note," uh, which included the single "Deshem Mechid," which became a huge success. The album received several music awards, and many music critics called it the right side of George Palma. Interesting. The album name is translated from the Portuguese as the wrong side of the night. Yes. Well, that's what it says here. <laughs> After releasing the album, Palma made a major uh, tourney. Tourney? <laughs> Man! These, he, he ended up touring the Azores and Madeira. That's okay. what essentially this says. Uh, and in 86, he uh, finished his piano uh, course and recorded his seventh album, Quarto Mingant, uh, which was marked by the recording company's uh, will year? of changing Palma's musical style, a thing that he refused. 86. 86? 86. So he, he's, he's 36? He's 36 years old. Correct. Just yeah. finishing up his, his piano stuff. <laughs> so let's, hey, you let's, never really finish your piano uh, stuff. Let's remember that, everybody. Parents and Kids are like, when will I know piano good enough? Never. <laughs> it's a <laughs> lifelong thing. Yep. Um, some more recent year stuff. Um, so after releasing his eighth album, Baihu Du Amor, Palma started a long period without releasing any albums of originals, but continued his piano studies, um, finishing the superior course of piano in the Portuguese National Conservatory. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, the last album was considered by many critics and newspapers among the best Portuguese albums of the century. Wow. The album was recorded by Polygram, unlike the previous, as Palma has finished his contract with EMI. Um, what was the what was this album called again? Uh, in 1991 was released with a comp- compilation titled Saw, which revisited old songs with only vocals and piano. That's the one that's like the best album. Yeah. Interesting. After the release of this album, Palma formed the Palma's Gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> With members of the band Shoots and Pontepege and Javier Macau. That's hey, dope. Cool. Which released a live album in 1993 titled Palma's Gang, All Vive New Johnny Guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Was that Johnny Mal? I don't know. Jean Mal? Jean Mal. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Palma's Gang. Palma's Gang. In that same year, Palma participated in an album of the punk band Censurados. Uh, the next two years, Palma performed in several stages from north to south Portugal, alone or with Palma's gang. Uh, some of them broadcast on RTP. Uh, and his second son during this time, Francisco Palma, was born. Oh, very cool. In 19... 19- Frankie Clap. Yeah. 1996, mm, Palma accepted not, an invitation <laughs> to join a new project named Rio Grande a band that included other famous Portuguese musicians, Tim uh, from Chute and Pontapesh. Tim. J- Tim. Okay. Uh, João Gil from Ala dos Namorados and Rui Veloz and Vitorin. Rui Veloz, another famous, prominent uh, Portuguese rock musician. Okay. Uh, he was at a... I've never thought rock when I thought George Clapp. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very different rock than uh, your... Yeah thinking i i think well his style has evolved over time like his Uh, early stuff is very more progressive 80s rock and it's gotten like more soft rock ballad stuff Uh, are we 
as he when he made that shift over to like piano stuff. Are we thinking sense. that like that rock? I'm just just help me paint a picture here because right now I'm thinking like Creed. No, like that's like, where I'm falling. Like his his songs are gonna come up on soft rock ninety eight point nine and not. 104.1 alternative. Okay, Creed. I'm still at Creed. Uh, Creed? Uh, uh, we'll play some we'll play some uh samples of different albums just to kind of okay. get a feel. Like I'm just seeing him in front of a, a crowd and can you take me higher? You know that's what I'm getting. Okay, I'm glad cuz I was like I can't think of any Creed songs right now. Yeah, I know what the voice is, but I can't think yeah. of any songs. That's good. It's a mouthful of spit. And you just have to get down, <laughs> yeah. down low in there. <laughs> the first album of the band, Rio Grande, was inspired uh, in the Portuguese traditional music and became a major success in 1997, along with several concerts. Palma participated in several music projects, such as Tola Isht Cell with Ne Ladeiras. Um, he's a like a pimba dude okay uh, or Vaj, yeah <laughs> an acoustic album with several other artists uh in 97 the hugh grand released their second album a live album recorded in a major concert in lisbon and this album was presented uh an unreleased song by palma uh called king edge to the nove in 98 uh for university students he oh, played several music major concerts for university students in lisbon and port and also at the World's Fair Expo in 98. Oh, very cool. In Lisbon. Oh, the World, huh. Yep. World so, Fair. Does that move, that moves around? I guess so, if it was in Lisbon. Yeah. I always thought that was an America thing, but that makes, that seems. That fair. would be the American Fair. Well, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, that seems very uh, narcissistic to huh? think that the World's Fair was just there. So he's got 23. Cool. Albums. One, two, three, four, five, six singles and one album with other artists. Huh. Twenty three albums. That's wild. You're just yeah. constantly writing. Like that's what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I know a chunk of that was covers. Yeah. But even that, there's an aspect that you have to create, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like to be to come up with new material that often, it's it's kind of insane. Yeah, so let's go through some of his albums. This is from the 1975 album, which was his first one. Um, uh, give me a number between 1 and 13, and we'll just play that one. Lucky. 13. Okay. I, said I was going to say lucky number 7. You went with unlucky number 13. This song's called Oofing. So what? Not, Oofing. The oh, end. the end. Probably not like a good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay. I'm getting a real Creed and Alicia Keys vibe here. What? Yes. Very piano heavy. I'm trying to find something that, that maybe rocky. I was getting some uh, seal. Thorn from a rose vibe there. Oh no. These are all kind of like really soft rock. That yeah. sounds like this oh, is his that. first. That's jazz. That's jazz. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm getting a, a creedy Alicia yeah, Keys very vibe. Creed. I don't know where you're getting that, but okay. Let's see what this one has. Uh between one and thirteen. Not thirteen again, please. Uh, seven. Okay. You got two, I'll let Louise pick that one, buddy. Seven. It's jazz. 
blues. That one's called O Amigo das Plumas Coloridas. Does he oh. sing in the that friend one? with colored plumes. Does he sing in that one? No. No? I don't know. Uh, um, well, if he sings in that one, then it's a Creed uh, Michael <laughs> Bublé mix. Okay, so... so <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Okay, so this is his uh, from his big time album, the one that they okay. said was his big one. Let's see what happens here. What's like the biggest song? It's the one I played as a New Music Minute a while ago. I don't remember. It's a sad song. Okay. So is this one apparently? <laughs> <laughs> they all seem like kind of piano-heavy yeah. ballad rock, mm-hmm. rock ballads. Yeah, I should say. Encostate Ming is the one that I play. Oh, that's okay. I re- I remember that now. This is from his that album, that Saw album. No, no, this is this is the opening to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I can get behind that. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. That one's called Fragile, and it's from his album Saw. Uh, but yeah, no, he's pretty. He's got some good stuff. I'm gonna have to check that out. I was also kind of getting some Billy Joel vibes. Yeah, my mistake. A lot there? of Billy Joel vibes. Um, but yeah, so he's. Uh, well, okay, it says right here on another page that he's best known as a pop singer. Um, um and he won the uh, an award for known. Best for his award-winning 1985 album, Ulad Echado de Noite, and his popular single, Deixem Mejid. This Portuguese vocalist later formed a music group called Palmas Gang and is also joined the band Rio Grande, which okay. we talked about. What are, you, what are you doing over there? Uh, so him and, and Roberto Leal were, were both rising to prominence around the same time uh, during the 70s thing. and 80s. I find the Americans um, that song. <laughs> yeah, interesting. That's kind of cool. That's very cool. Yep, he's 70 year old, years old as of today. As of today? As of today. Or like, never mind. As of today, he's yeah, 70 years old. It made it sound like today's his birthday. No, June 4th. <laughs> That's he's right. He's a Gemini. He's a Gemini. Gemini. Geminis are usually uh, very <laughs> mean creatures. So you have to give him the, Gem- the, 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 the Gemini title. Mm. His estimated uh, net worth is between one and five million dollars. Approximate. <laughs> <laughs> How much? One and twenty-five million. Yeah. You've uh, done the. You've done the math. I and see. then <laughs> this is my favorite question. Uh, it says, "Does George dead or alive?" <laughs> <laughs> and it says, yeah. "As per our current database, Josh Palmer is still alive." Does George dead or alive? Does Congrats, George. George. Good job, George. Happy birthday. <laughs> so that's that's it. Is it was there wasn't a whole lot to find here, man. I mean, that's fine. Um, oh, and my phone's dead. It was just something that. Uh, Cool. He is one of the richest pop singers who was born in Portugal. Oh, very cool. I'm sure there's not very many of those. So, yeah. Don't the rest of them kind of fall under pop? That's St. George right there, everybody. <laughs> um, what? Huh? Don't the rest of them kind of fall under pop, too? No, Pimba. Pimba's not pop. No. It's very. It's distinct enough. Um, very cool. I'm. I. I. I'll have to check out some more songs. Yeah, I feel like he's very underrated. Like yeah. him, and then there's a bunch of other ones that are like. You've heard about them, but they're you don't like, know just, why. like just a seed. 
Yes. Uh, like he's super big. Yeah. Mark Ball, I guess, is that same kind of weird genre. It's like, well, the thing is, our main... Um, Huy Vlos is more... He's more rock, 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 but uh, yeah. I feel like... So, uh, but she's a little country. Huy Vlos? And he's he's a more rock and roll. <laughs> he's more rock, rock. <laughs> Didn't get it. No. Um, he's more better. I mean, our, our, I think our main introduction into Portuguese music comes from what we hear at Festage. Yeah. And if your music isn't danceable you're not going to hear it so i feel like you get you're at a at a uh what's the word disadvantage there? A disadvantage thank yeah. you a weird kind um, of standstill sure but yeah. that's here like of course over there I, but i'm saying that's our main like that's where we would hear or learn about new music so yeah, it's yeah. stuff we hear at Feshers and dance to so if you can't dance to it you're generally not going to learn about it or that's true it. that's a good point that's why we never really was like mark paul who what's the big yeah. deal about this guy well i knew that guy because we had a cd and my mom was super into him yeah Josh got- palma was only because of the one time you mistakenly <laughs> argued he was at the he was but at Ed, the i knew about him we have a record of his boy i think <laughs> nice um no i'll check him you know out what tds sure. is he needs like, to hire him for the next speech sunday yeah. is he like is he like like josh fade ba- is cool but josh Palmer, yeah. come on is he like the backstreet boys is he like the backstreet Wait, boys? Is he's like he all the, five of them yeah. is he is he like the portuguese backstreet boys no in what way i don't know like teenage okay. was he like a teenage <laughs> heartthrob no i don't think so he, he didn't really pop until like his 30s yeah <laughs> he left he left portugal at like 20 something to pursue to avoid the war yeah and that's when he was doing like radio gigs that's a good point he came back in 76 and that's when he released his first album he was already 26 okay so he was no teenage heartthrob yeah i'll check him out yeah me too uh, so that was Josh Balmish. Uh, I highly recommend everyone check him out. I like that we call him Balmish. Yeah, Balmish claps. He deserves more than just one. <laughs> He's worked hard. He's worked very hard. Um, and before we get on to today's uh, New Music Minute, uh, I want to talk about our sponsors, Rooster Camisa. They provide um, Portuguese people and non-Portuguese people with clothing and other Portuguese accessories if that's what they like. Yeah. Just go to roostercamisa.com and you can go and browse their selection. They've got amazing uh, t-shirts with different designs and sayings. They've got these letters they've got mugs they've got roosters they've got bags they've got masks right now they've got masks they got tablecloths they've got pants um and they have jackets for like uh all genders and and ages and everything yeah. and it's because i saw a onesie with a really cool pattern but i just saw the pattern it was like the the all the different silhouette rooster oh, silhouettes. Yeah, yeah. i was like that's neat oh it's a, a baby onesie never mind <laughs> That is not for me. Make it extra, extra large. Yeah, there you I'm go. I'm a big baby. <laughs> so if you're a big oh, baby. Oh, no, I just imagined you in the onesie. If you're a big baby like us and you want to get a onesie, go to roostercamisa.com and there you can find the exclusive cab line only sold by Rooster Camisa or not even allowed to sell it. Yeah. Like that's how exclusive it is. The, the uh, exclusivity police will come after us. Exactly. So you can get our cab logo t-shirt. You can get our Cyclops slew and our fourth grade graduation t-shirt. Um, if you go to roostercamisa.com and enter the code CABSHOW19, they will know that we sent you over there and you get a little discount to help them out, helps us out. It's fantastic. It's a nice symbiotic partnership we've got right. going on. Uh, and Rooster Camisa, just so you know, is the home of Portuguese-inspired products. Now on to everybody's favorite part of the show, the New Music Minute or the... Take it away, Lois. New Music Minute, of course, is brought to you by Eager for Music. Nope, Eager. Yeah, you're correct. Eager for Music, nailed it. Go to (laughs) eagerformusic.com to get your Eager for Music t-shirt. Help support some local music education. Yeah, Josh Palmas would approve. He for sure would. He'd give it two hands up. (laughs) Two Palmas up. One Palma? 
Two palmas. <laughs> oh, two hands up two is one palma. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it's not a palma with one hand. They can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so today, uh, yesterday I was working, right? Doing my thing. Uh, building those parking lots. Mm-hmm. And I got a sudden uh, itch to listen to some Gypsy Kings. Did you scratch it? I did. Oh, nice. So, uh, by playing some Gypsy Kings. Nice. So, of course, I started off with the... I didn't listen too too much, but I listened to... The two of our favorites. Joby. Joba. I can't clap with one hand, okay. Lois. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can put down your... My gums? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered the story with those gums. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll tell it in yeah. tab, yeah. And so um, that one and then Bumbleo. 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 Um, and one of their top five on Spotify... Is and I had never heard this before, um, but it's really good. It's old, obviously, but it's really good. It's their cover of Hotel California. Oh, and it's really dope. It's Bienvenidos al Hotel California. It's funny you say that because that part he says in English. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's all it's like everything's translated except for like the chorus, yeah, um, or like half the chorus, but it's in their style, so it's kind of this more. R- fast rhythmic yeah um music so it's it's really good um and so that's what you're about to hear now awesome i'm excited I always love that. Down, 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 down. Good song. Do you like it? Every time I hear Gypsy Kings now, I just think of the boxer Tyson Fury. Explain. He's called the Gypsy King. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they they just seem like they're just yelling all the time. It's, it's got to take a toll, right? Like I don't know how do they do that. Like, yeah. How do you play a show for an hour just <sighs> yelling into the mic? Or more? That's wild. Or more? Or more? Sure. Do they just not not talk at all? Like, yeah. The rest of the day. <laughs> the rest of the week. Yeah. It's was well, and it's like uh, yeah, that's tough. It's like that story, and I could be mistaken. Um, when they replaced Perry, what's his first name? The platypus. Steve, Steve Perry. Perry. On, oh yeah, uh, they had to lower all the, the well, no, the, songs f- the first guy who did it like lost his voice. Yeah, yeah. and so then they the, had to change the key yeah. to a bunch of the songs. Uh, same thing happened to I think it was Yellow Perry Card. <laughs> I think it was Yellow Card, uh, the singer, because they sing very very high. Okay. Um, 
I guess he like ripped his vocal cords. Jesus Christ. So like he could not speak for like, they had to cancel yeah. shows. That's because, wild. Yeah. But that's, like, insane that's insane that. Why you, would you do that? Well, how would you not realize that beforehand? Why don't you like? just write songs that are comfortable? Well, yeah. Like, uh, hey, so anyway, got to reach, the, uh, the hit the limit. Yep. Yeah. I guess. Got to push the limit. I guess. But anyways, that was your new music minute, and this is your Cullen Daddy the Comunidad. Dida dida do. Um, I need it. I'm sorry, I haven't really been on this. Um, <laughs> no one's been on anything. Well, but people are doing kind of different fundraisers in uh, different capacities, and I want to highlight that. Um, but also, Joseph's been really lagging on po- prom- uh, posting videos. Yeah, everything's been like, like I said, no one's been paying, no one's been doing anything. <laughs> no one's been paying attention. No one's been, <laughs> no one's been doing anything. Um, no, but there's, there has been a few things. So I just say, hey, um, you know. I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. Eh, it's okay. <laughs> Arthur. I know, I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you like to come and, and play, get along <laughs> with each other. Hey. Hi. <laughs> um, but yeah, keep an eye out for different things happening in your neighborhood. Um, so you can kind of help those uh, organizations because even though nothing's happening, some of them do, are still incurring expenses for various reasons. Yeah. So I'm sure they would love your support. They all got mortgages to pay. They all got yeah. utility bills. Yeah. So, insurance. Taxes. Um, if you have anything you'd like us to promote, you could visit us. You could do that by contacting us. Don't visit us. Visit um, us. Please. Visit us on our website. Yes. Visit us at our virtual location. Thank you. Our virtual apartment that yeah. all three of us live at. Anyway, hey, it's cheap. We all we have a three three person bunk bed. <laughs> if we have a th- it's about a hundred square <laughs> foot apartment. We just stack. Yeah, on yeah. Top of each it's other. tall. This it's is got how high we record. We record laying down in our beds. <laughs> we have mics that are like clipped to the bunk uh, above uh, us, and Manuel's on top, so his yeah. clips to the <laughs> to the, the ceiling. ceiling. The ceiling yeah. fan. So you just hear every. What is that? Is that how it? Is that how our bunks are? Who's on the bottom? It's you. I'm on the bottom. You're too lazy to. Yep. (laughs) Also, you have to take. Emmanuel's just the one who's like super excited to get the top. The top. top. Okay, and I'll take middle for sure. (laughs) That works. That was gonna be my question, but it was answered. Yeah. Um, So so yeah, and if you want to see this, I might just give up and hop in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) You hop up on the bottom. Yeah. You and Joseph end up sleeping together. No. Nope. It's like the one time Michael, like, and I'll say this. <laughs> it's a good story, so check it out. Um, but if, yeah, visit us at our virtual apartment. It's Cala, The address is calabocashow.com, and uh, there you can find the links to everything about the show. Uh, you can listen to the show, watch our videos, you can buy our merch, you can support our sponsors. And if you want to support the show on a more intimate level, um, by, uh, and we, we reciprocate your intimacy by giving you more content. <laughs> Even you that sexy, sexy content. Sexy, sexy content. All the exclusive stuff that no one else gets to hear yeah. except for you guys. That's kalabokashow.com slash support slash support. And um, that's we, slash support slash support. Just one yeah. time. We've got a fourth bunk for anyone who yeah. wants to support. Exactly. Yeah, you guys get like the top, top bunk. Yeah, the secret top bunk. You get to sleep with Manuel. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, yeah, so as, for a little, as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. Um, for 10 bucks, you get a bunch of awesome content that's on there so go visit support and uh yeah we love y'all now it's time for manuals random fact Ooh. theodore rose what was that it was a delayed i love do i went do woo i also love that's that. what i tried to do the first time i love that we never committed to actually recording like actual like music themes and yeah. just sing it cause that's way easier <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like we never recorded actual music themes for the different segments 
to have to edit in. Oh yeah, we just this is so, so much easier. Yeah, so I much. Get, <laughs> I want to get a Rodecaster Pro. Um, it's a Rodecaster. Like it's like it's a mixer, but it has nine buttons, and you could put program like oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, sound effects sure. into yeah. the buttons. Yeah. So you could have just been like, it's time for. Right now, yeah. yeah, but there's no pop. I I did one, and I didn't like it. Oh well, too bad. It's too bad. Too. Go for it, man. <coughs> Yo, you didn't finish. Sorry. Theodore Roosevelt was the first American to earn a brown belt in judo. Oh, very oh. cool. Yeah. First time I read that, didn't read brown belt. <laughs> it was the first to earn a brown. No. No, he didn't hear brown belt. He just <laughs> first to earn. Yeah, first to earn. First to earn what? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, there's other, oh, other oh, words oh, after. There's oh. words. I'm going to have to finish the sentence. <laughs> I was <just> like, it. <laughs> first to earn a brown. A brown what? <laughs> Oh, that's so, yeah. good. Good for him, man. He yeah. was a fighting, rooting, tooting champion of a warrior. Was he the carry the big stick guy? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was the boxer. Yeah. He used to box people in the in the Oval Office. Whether they wanted to or not. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to do what? Yeah. Pow, pow, pow. Cool. So that's been. I do that part. <laughs> that is not your part to Sorry. do. So. So that's been. <laughs> man, is so part of it too? Yes. Oh. Fact. <laughs> No, <laughs> but we're. I'm not going to redo it because I do not like the added pop at the end. So <laughs> awesome. we're going to move on. Cool, and that means it's time for. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we're, what we're, what are we doing next time? Um, we're gonna be going. I think. I'll have to double. I don't know yet, actually. Yeah, it's all right. None of us know. I threw this episode together. Four hours before. Yeah, four hours ago. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that happens. Uh, with all that said. And all that was sung and yelled at and noises. Popped I've been just And popped. And popped. I've been Luigi. And I've been popped manual. <laughs> and we've been Calaboca. <laughs> Thanks.